And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is your boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome and international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 2, Episode 13. And today's topic is... Are you in favor of a new infrastructure bill in America? You will know shortly what kind of wine I am drinking. So, ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go. Ladies and gents, once again, this is a boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 2, Episode 13. Today is Saturday, April the 17th, and the weather here in Orlando is going to be partially part, partly clouded, highest of 87, 88, lowest of 71, so it's going to be another hot day here in Florida. But ladies and gents, before I jump right on the topic, I will let you know what kind of wine I am drinking here at Casa Casanova. I do have this nice French wine and it's called Deleuze. Côte du Rhône, something like that. My French is not that good, <laughs> but I guess that's how to pronounce it. And this is a 2016 vintage. The alcohol percentage of this wine is 13.5 per volume. There's no information about what kind of food you should pair it with, but it's a red wine. You know, it's very, very, very good. I had that before and I'm having this for the first time in this podcast. So, you know what's coming next. Let's pour me a nice and juicy glass. All right. Wow, it smells delicious, ladies and gents. It smells delicious. So, let's sweep a little bit. Outstanding. Very, very, very good red wine. Definitely recommend. So, let's go get busy on this outstanding podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reason that I decide to talk about this is because of a whole lot of things, a whole lot of people talking about this new infrastructure bill that President Biden decided to bring to the fore, to the front, and there's a whole lot of people come, you know, talking about, but I found a nice article, especially this article, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> Woo! 
Nice article from the what's posted on Washington, the Washington Post. And the reason that I like this, these uh, articles because it exactly it breaks down. Because a lot, a lot of people talk about, oh my God, it's too much money, two trillion dollars. It is. I wish that money was my bank account. <laughs> I bet you would love that too. But it breaks down exactly how much money is going to be allocated for what. So. This article, like I say, was published on, on the Washington Post, and it was written by this journalist, Mr. Philip Bump, on April the 8th, 2021, and the article's title is, Why the Debate Over What Counts as Infrastructure Probably Suits the Biden Team Just Fine. And the article goes as I quote, it is being fascinating to watch over the past three months as America becomes reacquainted with how White House policy rollouts traditional work. After four years in which any administration effort to push a concert, concert message was undermined with hours by a single presidential tweet, the country, quote, meaning largely the media is exercising muscles that had atrophied a bit. Former President Trump infrastructure this week didn't become a punchline because of the infrastructure part. It was a punchline because the idea that his team could stay pointing in a single direction for 24 hours, much less 168. Well, that is kept trying anyway. I can't say with certainty how many times Trump's officials tried to make infrastructure focus, but it seems like a lot. But that, but that too is revealing the Trump administration kept talking about doing something on the subject because people like the idea of federal government digging into infrastructure. It is one of the tropes of the modern American politics. Annoyance at Congress, exasperation at taxes and broad approval of keeping highways and airport operational. A Pew Research Center poll in 2018 found that 88% of Americans said they wanted increased spending on roads, bridges, and other infrastructures. With more than a, one, a third of the country identified it is a top priority. Advocating infrastructure spending is good politics and good presidential legacy. That's unquestionable by the president by the second major legislative push is a bill that has loosely being described as being center of infrastructure. It is actually titled the American Jobs Plan. Liberating, leveraging another popular political locus, employment. The Washington Post broke down how its proposed two trillion is spending and distributed. So here it goes, ladies and gents, according to the Washington Post, okay, First part is going to be infrastructure at home, a total $650 billion. $111 billion are focused on clear 
clean drinking water, 100 billion, billion high-speed broadbands, another 100 billion in electrical infrastructure, and then breaks down again, affordable and sustainable housing, 230 billion, and then breaks again when it comes to the public, public schools, early learning centers, and community college, 137 billion. And then there's a, for others, 28 billion. I don't know what that means, but keep going. And then another side goes to transportation infrastructure, 621 billion. Highways, bridges, and roads. From that 621, 115. Public transits, from that 621, 85 billion. Passenger and freight rail, 80 billion. Electric vehicles, 174 billion. Airports, water transit, and ports, 42 billion. Transportation inequities, 45 billion. Infrastructure resilience, 50 billion. And that's an option, part say, other, other 30 billion. Research and development, another 180 billion. Manufacturing and small business, 300 billion. Workforce development, 100 billion. And home and community based care for elderly and disabled people. Caring, caretaking economy, a total of $400 billion. Be focused on that. And research and development, workforce development and manufacturing another 580 billion notes according to the washington post article it said the white house summarized infrastructure as home as at home as 650 billion however the proposed spend is is in the category added to 689 billion dollars sources white house uh alisa forwards the washington post and the article goes as that view includes things like home care for the elderly has spawned a beltway debate about what should and should not count as infrastructure. infrastructure. We tend to assume that the term is referring to things like bridges, but it is obviously the case that the country actually infra infrastructure is broader than roads. Where one draws the line is subjective and has, over the past few years, stoked a multi-faceted debate that encouraged participants to discuss various parts of the Biden proposal as necessary or unrelated to the central issue. So, and there goes as... Say right here. I'm not like I said. I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just pick up some. I think there's important parts of these. It says, sure, you can argue that the individual mandate excision was part of the tax cut, part of the bill, and really in the article could be presented as being about jobs, even though the broad rhetorical debate over the bill was about the tax cuts that were its flagship issue. As soon as you do that, you see the overlap with Biden's infrastructure bill. Again, 
the American jobs plan. It is inclusion of things that can simi similarly be covered under the provide rhetorical umbrella. Mm, work goes on here. Boom, boom, boom. A similar fight emerged with the first major legislation offered by Biden. Biden. The legislation was presented as a relief bill responding to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and it to include ancillary components. Republicans and conservative media picked out various parts to assail, but the bill was broadly popular and generally described in the way that the administration wanted as an economic relief center on the pandemic. That included stimulus checks for tens of millions of Americans certainty certainly did not hurt its popularity, but regardless, efforts to cast the legislation as overbroad didn't seem to dent its popularity. None of this is to say the infrastructure bill should be simply rubbed stamped by the Congress, of course. It is just pointing out the Biden White House, unlike Trump, appears to understand the value of framing and consistency. When it comes to talk about an infrastructure bill, there is a probably no such thing as bad publicity. Once again, Mr. Philippe Bump, it is a correspondent of the Washington Post based in New York. So, ladies and gents, oh, this point I understand better now because it breaks down and what's the purpose and how much money go in different areas and I can say that I travel a lot most of my travels are domestic I know a lot of people that go to international flights but also I'm a kind of person that likes to look at it and check it out different countries as far how they doing such as what's the level of high technology that they have in infrastructure such as japan china dubai is beautiful beautiful place you know and the high level of technology that i think is deserved and i just don't understand how why so hard the people not try to put that because it's going to basically it's going to be you know, a lot, life of a lot of people battle and also it's going to also contribute in the economy and also it's going to open more jobs as much as the the, the republicans always running for job 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 so this job this this bill particularly you know emphasizing a lot a lot of jobs so I definitely advise you to read, you know, and check it out. Do your own personal search, you know. Your boy Casanova always checks some stuff, you no, know, but I always give you the first step, and you feel free to explore and do your own search to find out more about this particular bill. And ladies and gents, your boy Casanova. On this note, your boy Casanova is going to take a quick, quick break. And once we come back, I have a very, very good clip of Senator Bernie Sanders talk about infrastructure on voucher show that happened this this week, this past week. Okay. On that note, I'll be back shortly.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is a broadcast and love on this block two of this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs. And like I say, I found this very, 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 very nice and very important clip, a lot of information. This was an interview on the Velty Show, the MS, MSNBC network, with the great Senator Bernie Sanders talk about infrastructure. And I want you guys to listen to this because I believe it was very important and the breakdown of what, what it takes and what is necessary. So check this out. I'm back with Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Senator, uh, everybody wants infrastructure. Uh, some people don't want to pay for infrastructure. Last night I had a conversation with the economist Stephanie Kelton, whom you know well. She's been an advisor to your campaigns. Uh, let me play a little of what she said to me about the size and the way we think of paying for these kinds of bills. I believe that $2 trillion isn't enough to deal with the various challenges, the problems that we face in this economy. I'd like to see Democrats go much bigger, but recognizing that you've got to be very careful when you manage the so-called pay force. How do you offset spending in, a, in an economy that's moving closer to full employment? Your thoughts on this, Senator, because that's the issue for most people. It's a lot of money. How do we pay for it? Well, it is a lot of money, but when you have massive levels of income and wealth inequality, when you have people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, two people owning more wealth than the bottom 40% of the American uh, society, uh, when you have dozens and dozens of corporations not paying a nickel in federal income tax, uh, when you have an effective tax rate, which allows billionaires to pay a, a smaller rate, a lower rate than working families, you know what? You can raise money uh, by having a progressive tax system. But most importantly, uh, and I think what Stephanie was saying, is that when we talk about infrastructure, of course we're talking about roads and bridges, water is a big deal, water systems, wastewater plants, but we've got to take a broad look at what infrastructure means, human infrastructure for ordinary people. Human infrastructure means housing. You've got a half a million people in this country who are homeless, you've got 19 million households who are spending 50% of their limited incomes on housing. We need to build housing. And by the way, when you deal with housing, you create jobs. You've got to deal with climate change. Who in their right mind would believe that transforming our energy system to protect us from the devastation that we're seeing from climate change, who would not believe that that is not infrastructure? So moving away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energies, that can create millions of jobs. When I talk about infrastructure, it means if a worker, mom and dad are going to work, they have the right to know that their kids are in decent childcare. That's infrastructure. Infrastructure is having the best educated workforce in the world. That means all of our kids should have the ability to get a higher education, not leave school deeply in debt. It means that we need a healthy society. Our life expectancy is 40th in the world because we are the only major country not to guarantee healthcare to all people. So I think as a nation, We've got to take a very broad look at what we mean by infrastructure. It's physical infrastructure, obviously, bricks and mortar. It is human infrastructure. And now is the time to create millions of jobs addressing all of the needs impacting the middle class and working families of this country. So uh, it's, com it's a compelling argument. Uh, are, are any Republicans going to buy that argument that you just made? Probably not. Uh, look, uh, they live in their world. 
and the Arab world will be trying to obstruct as much as possible what Biden and many of us in the Congress uh, are trying to do. Uh, what their job is is right now appealing, trying to divide us up by stressing xenophobia and racism, making it harder for people to vote. So our job, I believe, and I think we are in, a, in an enormously wonderful moment, is to rally the American people around and the middle class who have been neglected for so many years. It is the right thing to do policy-wise. It is the right thing to do politically. And if we do that, if we bring people into the political process, we say, you know what, healthcare is a human right. Yeah, I need to make at least $15 an hour. Yeah, I need to have decent housing. Yes, my kid has a right to get a college education. We do that, we transform this country, and we create a political coalition which is not going to lose for a very long time. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, thanks for your time this morning. We always appreciate you joining us on the show. All right, ladies and gents, on that note, I definitely agree with Senator Sanders on the points that he brought to this interview. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is I'm all about the people, all right? One thing about Casanova, you know, I do not mind to pay my share fare of taxes. It is what it is. In order for the government to do certain things, it's going to cost. You know, you know about this. There's a cost for everything on, in this, on this life, on this earth. You know, but I rather, if I'm paying my share, and I know that it doesn't have to just benefit myself. You know, it's all about the whole. My contribution to my tax is going to make sure the little kids and different neighborhoods or all spectrum of all shades, creeds, no, ethnicity, you know, is going to help them to have a better chance in life to become better citizens. You know, go right ahead. Take my take my cut. I don't have no problem. If you're going to create more better roads, if you're going to create better transportation of any kind, for the whole, no, for all citizens, take my money. No problem. I do not have any problem whatsoever. Now, my main problem that I discussed this before is that at the end of the day, now the GOP is focused on protect the wealth. They gonna get their cut, cause well, of course they need to get our cuts, but and forget about everybody else. And unfortunately, there's a whole lot of people that for racism, prejudice, or whatever they believe that they have. They and they know those politicians are not gonna do anything to benefit themselves, but because that person is a white man, or that person, quote unquote, has my interest, but he doesn't, but still vote for him. I say that many times. Talk about the Commonwealth of Kentucky, right? Mitch McConnell, now is the minority leader, is in the Congress for 37 years. I talked about this before, and feel free to look at it and search about the Commonwealth of Kentucky. The average 
annual salary for Kentuckians is only $26,000 a year. They are below in education, high school dropout. Now they are below in everything else. Roads, everything is, is very bad in Kentucky. But guess what? There are still people that vote for him because they believe in Mitchell Collins. A white man, hell, he got our back that he doesn't, but they still vote for them, for him and other politicians over there. So that's, I think, that's the main problem that is still having. And unfortunately, a lot of, not all, let me make that clear, it's not all, but all, a lot of white people, they are, have the, 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 that fear of, oh my God, they are taking over. They're going to change this country and all that. And I go back again. First of all, if you're not a Native American, you need to shut your mouth. Because you stole, you kill, this land is stolen land. So at the end of the day right now, you're all in the same boat. Okay? So I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. Take our country. That's not your country to begin with. So now you rob somebody, now you give me. <laughs> if you think now you rob the Native Americans, now your point of view, you think you can be robbed because the other different groups, ethnic groups now, they are requesting by the Constitution to be treated equally. Now you have a problem with that. Now, this is going to be my last article, ladies and gentlemen, that I found, and that was published on the New York Post. Uh, interview with the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, the U.S. Transportation Secretary, Peter Buttigieg. And this article was written by Jackie Salo on April 11th. Was published on, was published on the New York Post on April 11th. And he said that he, the title is Buttigieg Dismisses Semantic Debate of the Infrastructure Bill. And the article goes as the U.S. Transportation Secretary Peter Buttigieg on Sunday dismissed the semantic debate over the President Biden's multi-trillion dollar infrastructure plan amid to criticisms that it pushes the boundary of what could be considered infrastructure. Quote, this the secretary speaking, this package, this package, both in terms of the individual parts and as a whole, enjoyed enormous support for the people, including Republicans. Buttigieg said that CNN, CNN State of the Union, the bill includes funds for services such as long-term care, broadband, research, and development components that Republicans say don't fall under the umbrella of, of infrastructure. So, here's in Washington, folks are getting into this semantic debate. I very much believe that all of these things are infra infrastructure because infrastructure is the foundation that allows us to go about our lives but it, if there is, there are may, some Republicans who don't agree with that, we can agree to disagree, he said. It makes no sense to say, I would have been for broadcast, broadband, I'm now against it because it's not a bridge. I would have been for the elder care, but I'm against, against it because it's not a, a, a highway. 
he argued that the plan has the support of the majority of the American people. So they can call it whatever they like. But we are asking them to support it because it is good policy. He said of Republicans who have expressed opposition to the bill. Biden also defended expanding the definition of infrastructure last week, saying that the idea has always evolved to meet the aspirations of American people and the needs, and, they, and it is evolving again today. Unquote. And I agree 100% with the Secretary of Transportation because things change right now. We cannot compare what was infrastructure in 1800, the 1900s, and now on the 2000s. You know, it's a completely different ball game. Things have been evolved and things have been changed. Now, I think, I truly believe that the main, main thing and cause of for the Republicans to be against anything that this administration and the Democrats want to do is because they are focused on expand all these and focus on the people. So they are, and also because of that, they are focused on, oh my God, people are going to listen to them and they're going to start voting for them. And that's the main thing. They do not want to lose power. And they definitely don't want to lose the job that they have. But and unfortunately, they are not focused on what the people are telling them to do. And this kid, this thing is, is that it's, to me, it's, it's, it's crazy because if you look at the work agenda, don't believe me? Take your time. Go do your search and see how many days. How many days are the senator? I'm just talking, let's talk about the Senate. I'm not going to talk about the House. Just let me give you an example of the Senate. Okay? Each senator work schedule, how many days they work in a year. It's not too many compared to you and I. And guess what? They have a salary of $174,000. They have one of the best health care that any citizen could have. But you and I, that are working hard, paying our taxes to pay their salaries. And I know for sure that too many of us, when I say us, I'm talking about the American people, work hard, pay our taxes, and don't have the health care that the senator, the U.S. senators have. And they work less hours than you do compared to the whole year round. So I want you to think about that, ladies and gents. And it doesn't make any sense. So basically, we are their employers. So that's why I say it's important for us to at least to pay attention, to do our little search, and to make sure that you're going to elect the people they are for the people. Not somebody that has their own interest in their focus on their own thing because to make sure that they you know, provide everything for those that are contributing a lot of money to their campaign. Meanwhile, you, you and I are catching hell left and right, you know, and they are living the best life.
that's my main thing. That's my main concern about when it comes to politics. When it comes to the well-being of all Americans. Period. No privilege to nobody, you know, so give you the path for you to 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 build your own empire. Help you to be the best you can be because at the end of the day, if you improve yourself, it's going to benefit the economy, it's going to benefit the whole country as a whole. That's why I'm in favor and I'm all about the people. I'm all about the people and I hope they're going to pass the thing and going forward to change the whole lot of stuff that needs to be changed. On that note, ladies and gents, your boy Casanova like to thank you all the people listening to this awesome international podcast. Please, once again, keep sharing it with all your family and friends. Good wine. And great laughs is coming all the way from the bottom, moving straight to the top, reaching for the number one spot. You feel 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 free to go to my website, goodwinegreatlaughs.wordpress.com. You're gonna see all the episodes over there. You can listen to that and can make a comment. Let me know what you think and ideas that I have. Let me know through my website, or you can go to my Facebook page. Good wines, good wine, and great laughs by Casanova, the comedian. And make a comment, make a post. Let me know how to think. Whatever thing they would like me to discuss, just let me know. And once again, I appreciate your love. Appreciate everything that you guys have done. I'm very close to 5,000 plays. Hopefully, I'm going to accomplish that number by the end of this month. So keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. So please be safe. Be kind and be blessed. I will see you next week. Let's get out of here.